Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. Oh my goodness, it's so good to be back talking with everybody. Oh my god, I just, I just miss, I miss talking beer, shooting shit with my boys. It's me, Brian, here in North Texas, and I'm joined with Frank by Frank tonight. Down in it's Austin. been a while oh. since we've last casted. Nope, no, no. Listen, Parker, <laughs> Parker quoting Stained in the middle of a day long conversation is bad enough. I don't need you kicking off a cast with it. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, you know that shout out was gonna happen. Uh, that is rough. That is a rough shit. Frank, it has it it's it has been a period of time in which we have not uh, done a podcast together. So, with good reason though. Oh, is the train not living at your house? The train was literally <laughs> living outside. Son of a bitch. We, we we talked for like thirty minutes. No train. There's not a, not a train. We turned the cast on minute and twenty seconds. Can't train just all right choo-choo. people can deal with it yeah. people can deal with it you know you missed us you know you missed us mm-hmm. i think mace i think that's a mace quote you know you like that um, i think so that sounds a little presumptuous and forced uh, on people. mace was a little bit forced wasn't he yeah I don't, a little problematic like on, on, on the bad boy label a little bit forced and then he became a pastor now that was really forced okay yeah well you know in, in times when times are tough yeah <clears throat> Become a pastor. You start praying. <laughs> no, no, you start leading prayer. <laughs> when when times are tough and you haven't paid taxes in a dozen years, just yeah. uh, become a pastor. Start a church, nonprofit. Baby. Are you really gonna audit a pastor, yeah. Mr. How dare you? You're, the ink's yeah, not even dry on your pastor certificate. Yeah. Do they give you certificates? You know, when I said throw your rollies in the sky along with uh, oh, big, <laughs> what I really meant was put your Bibles in the air. And wave them like you just don't care about anything but the Lord, right? Jesus, Jesus, yeah. praise Him. Uh, so, Frank, I almost so just before people judge my 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 pause between saying big and thinking about big. I thought you were gonna spell bitch, honestly. No, because I for some reason I wanted to call him pun, but that's big pun. <laughs> like I just, yeah, no, I, it's it's late nineties hip hop just had me all kinds of fucked up on that one. That makes sense. You know how that goes. <laughs> Um, I'm looking, I don't see that Mace was ever arrested for tax evasion, but no, but he probably should have been probably like, you know, uh, <laughs> where there's smoke, there's fire. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, yeah. Were there, <laughs> what kind of smoke is there though? Did, did he get arrested for <laughs> He actually didn't get arrested for anything. Actually. I, I, I don't know. What... Mace is the cleanest rapper we've ever known. Actually. We're this just <laughs> really dirty. Sullying his name on this cast at the moment. Oh, he did uh, do an article where he said he regrets becoming a pastor, so that's good. Ooh, okay. Wow, that real 360. Yeah. 180. Well, yeah. And he did it on a TBN interview, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> wow. He regrets becoming a pastor. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Frank, what are you drinking this evening on this beer podcast? <laughs> He he did make fun rap though. I will say I'll oh, give it yeah. to Mace. He kept people entertained. I enjoyed some of his shit. Shit, yeah. Um, I am drinking a Trillium Six One Four. 
which is it's it's 6.14 right 6.14 yeah it's it's part of their permutation series so i'm guessing they've got various permutations of this ipa mm-hmm. with citra mm-hmm. kind of experiment they're going through and this is year six of the experiment this is recipe number 14 in year six so and you do the math yeah you know so we'll get into this i went to trillium this weekend really enjoyed their beer actually late last week um i'll the brewery in and of itself is awesome it's it's probably the coolest brewery i've been to um it's three floors every floor has kind of a slightly different beer selection which i don't really know how i feel about that but it was fine did you so did you go to their brew pub or their actual tap room no 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 the brew pub the, the okay. tap room's way out it's yeah, not actually that's, that close. that's what i was when i was trying to I was like you didn't go out to fucking canton did you no no I feel no like that's not close. fellas I, oh hey it's villum and i just did did you try to turn it off turn it back on i don't know that's <laughs> your catchphrase Wait, so are we live right now oh yeah we're recording we are nice yeah hello 9 11 never forget wait anyway uh frank uh so you went to the brew pub or the uh the the restaurant like brew pub yeah so the brew pub where okay so i don't know if this is true but i was told that's where the brewery actually started and their production brew house opened afterwards that makes sense i mean a lot of places that's what bells did yeah so gotta give them credit i haven't had a bad beer from them Okay. This is a good beer. Um, it's a very clean Citra IPA, though. It's not it's not your Northeast juicy style, which is great. Actually, it's refreshing. Really, really tasty. Leans more towards that grapefruit flavor than the Orange Julius type deal that everybody's doing at the moment. Um, okay. I'm a fan of it. I will say, though, they've got one called Milker Street, yeah. which is probably their best beer. Um, that thing was out of this world good. This one is good. Um, I would get uh, Melker Street in the juicy world is probably it's a top three for me. Um, we'll get into some of the other ones I had this weekend, but that one was definitely top three. So I had a uh, coconut PM Dawn from Trillium. Uh, Hold on, wait one second. My next beer. Will be PM Dawn. Ayo. It'll be a bourbon barrel aged, I think. No, this is a coffee one. Yeah, they're, it's their it's a coffee stout, and they uh, have variants that they age the beer on. So I had yeah. the coconut version, the uh, the uh, bo- big bottle share that we did the day that you and Parker left. Yep. Um, it was hella good. They also had a Cape, or I had Cape Elizabeth Lighthouse, which is a double okay. IPA from them. I don't know. It, it was fucking lights out dude like I, it was yeah. one of the no, best like i'm telling you ideas. i had i had two two other stouts at the brewery i don't want to like go too long because i want to discuss kind of the oh, sorry, various yeah. tours i did this weekend but i had two additional stouts we'll talk about them on the flip side of everybody introducing their beers and i i can honestly say there's not a bad beer at trillium nice so they're all freaking phenomenal hells to the yeah villain since you since you since you hopped in what uh what what are you drinking on tonight? It's been a while since we talked to you. And don't Frank. goddamn don't sing the stain song. Frank already did that. Yeah. I don't sing. Um <laughs> Frank, why are you wearing a Christmas sweater don't, or something? See, I didn't address it because I felt like you wanted me to. So I didn't oh, address no, it. No, I did not. Fuck. Okay, yeah. it's laundry day. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I asked. <laughs> 
I'm yeah. sorry. You do laundry on a Tuesday, huh? I okay. I traveled till right. like eleven forty five on All right, Sunday. fair, fair, fair. I'm I catching for, up on all I these. For, I forgot that you were gone until fucking Monday morning. <laughs> I don't even do my laundry on a schedule. I'm just like, oh, I should probably do laundry soon. <laughs> you know, my socks don't match. I got to do laundry. <laughs> well, okay. Listen, he does have a kid. Like, there is a schedule. No, of no, I did hundred percent. Yeah. I wish I was that disciplined. Uh. Like I envy you, Brian. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, don't, don't, no, don't. <laughs> I am drinking something Especially called. A, this is an apple saison. Ooh, what from uh, from Anthem. Anthem Brewing Co. called Super Fancy. So I saw you posted a picture of it, yeah. saying how bomb it was. I, the 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 beer interests me a lot. What yeah, it's it's no, it's uh, my guess is they're just using an apple puree. Or even like apple skins to give it some sort of uh, drying effect. It it it, it does, dr- yeah. It's much drier, or like very dry. Yeah. It does drink almost like a cider. Honestly, I mean, okay. if if you poured this for someone, they would probably think it was a cider, okay. unless they were like very, you know, or gluten intolerant. Up on the shit. <laughs> but I mean, if it's like so, if you pour this for Brian, I'm sure. Yeah, you'd be hard pressed. But yeah. a normal person see straight through your shit, Willem. You come at me with this apple saison yeah. thing. No, it's uh, fucking apple cider saison. <laughs> Just throw the can. He's trying Dead. to get past the cicerone. Brewed uh, on yeah <laughs> March 30th. <laughs> What's the date on this package, huh? What's the date? What's the date? It's over 80 days. I'm out of here. 80? Quite frankly, very it's specific. It's a little past that's prime, I will say. I say, I tasting it, I can forensically taste that it tasted better two weeks ago. Fuck. First, I had to remember today's date, and I was having trouble with that even, so... You know, <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Two apple saisons in, and <laughs> apple saison melding together. Apple saisons, the new apple teeny. Yeah, My mind is going a mile an hour. Oh my god! All right, well, um, man, well, some <clears throat> TV in the background I know, there, but someone's having. Yeah, a sorry, let me mute it. Someone's having okay. a full ass conversation in Villain's background. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All no, right, oh, Ryan, what are you drinking? Well, uh, I am drinking a uh, two ten to Bedford from Turning Point Brewing or Turning Point Beer. Sorry, I want to make sure I explain that. I don't want to Manhattan Project somebody here um, from Turning Point Beer over in Bedford, <laughs> Texas. The two ten to Bedford is actually a uh, collaboration with Weathered Souls Brewing, which I have never heard of. But they're based out of San Antonio, which is probably why I never heard of them because San Antonio is dead to me. So um, they are, especially because they've got my beer right now. Right, that's a whole other thing. Um, uh, this is an imperial stout uh, with black currants, vanilla beans, and cacao nibs. Now I know how you feel, Frank, about vanilla. Okay, mm. I'm right there with you. Over the last like six, eight months, honestly, since I blasted my palate with vanilla extract, I've been kind of anti-vanilla. Um, but uh, I wanted to pick this up because black currants piqued my interest. Right, I. I fucking love black currants. Black currants uh, are like kind of a natural, or not a. It's a, a. It's a flavor, an ester that is produced by certain Belgian yeast strains. So when you mm-hmm. get in like a big bourbon barrel quad or something like that, you get like black currants mimicked in the flavors and aromas in that beer. But adding black currants to a big dark beer like this, ooh, it is velvety, smooth, and goddamn delicious. This beer is a. It is a banger. 
and at 11.5% alcohol, it should be, but um, I, I'm a I'm a big-ass fan of this, so I, I'm, I'm bummed. I only got two cans of it, and I'm sending one of them to Jay this weekend, so mm, trying to think if one of them might get damaged in shipping, you know what I mean? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, how hard is it to get another one? Uh, so that that's a thing that with Turning Point, and, and Turning Point takes the same model as like other half and a lot of those uh, northeast breweries that right. do big can releases. Uh, they don't. They do kind of a one and done thing, especially on collaboration beers like this one. Like they're probably not going to make this one again. They may make a variant of it or something close to it. Uh, but you know, I would be excited to see them do this again and maybe add coconut to it. Yeah, I would, I would, I could diggity dig that. Cause I think that would be pretty, pretty tasty. Or anyway. vanilla coconut. <laughs> well, it's already got vanilla beans in it, but uh, I don't think, I don't think any more vanilla needs to go anywhere near this beer. It is the <laughs> appropriate amount of vanilla. Um, but yeah, no, I fuck this is this is a good one. This is one of the big hauls that I brought back from Turning Point after a wine walk. Which, Frank, you might need to come up here next time for a wine walk and just get drunk with me and Granberry. What? So, okay, we won't discuss the wine walk. Was the wine good? So you went to the northeast this weekend, huh? I it did. must have been nice and cool up there. <clears throat> no, the wine wasn't bad. Uh, it was just Texas wine, and oh, you know, fair enough. As yeah, long as you know what you're, <clears throat> as long as you know what you're getting into with Texas wine, yeah, Oklahoma yeah, yeah. wine's the same way. You just Got take your the right things. <clears throat> don't take your insulin, and you'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be fine. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. So I I did go up to to Boston this weekend, and actually Kenny Bunkport, Maine. Which, if you have some money in this world and you want to buy a vacation house and you're close to Maine or you can get to Maine quickly. I don't see a reason why that is not the greatest place on earth to own a vacation house. It is gorgeous. Those are um, strong words coming from a man wearing Christmas pajamas in May. You it's know what I mean? True. <laughs> wow. But no, I mean, it, I was so impressed by how um, just it, it's like, I, I don't know. It's indescribable. It's they've got it like the, the, the spot we stayed at had a salt marsh in the back. And then in the um, out the front patio, you could see a um, like you could see the, 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 the Atlantic Ocean right across the road. So it was kind of like sandwiched in between. Um, the guy wanted six hundred thousand dollars for the whole house, which I know is a lot of money and it's not something I can afford. But for people who could afford that. Um, that's like the perfect little summer vacation abode that you can work from. The internet was fast. Like you could just mm. live there, there for you go. three months. Derek, there you go. Digital nomad. Fuck Thailand. Yeah. Just go to what'd you say, Kenny Bang Bangport, Maine? Kenny Bunkport. Bang I think they should change the name to Kenny Bangport. They should not. No, because yeah. it would it would open them up to way too many jokes. So, anyways, Doesn't went there, me. had a great time. Uh, did the main, well, did not do the main coast marathon. I was going to do the half marathon. Luckily I didn't because we had three days in Boston, walked about 30 miles. <laughs> Definitely wasn't ready to do a half marathon. You didn't jog all the way around Boston? <laughs> no, but we, we, I mean, we walked from Cambridge to Harpoon and then again from Cambridge to uh, uh, Trillium Brewing. And yeah, we had a great, great time walking around Boston, but Anyways, yeah, went to the Northeast, had a great time, went to three breweries that I think 
if you're in Boston, you should definitely go to. Um, well, I guess technically, what was it three? No, it was two. And I had beer from four. There you go. So went to Harpoon, had a great time there. Um, Harpoon, similar to Sam Adams, it's just an establishment. You need to go. The beer's good, but people always like they compare them to the like the small production craft beers, and it pisses me off because that's not what they are. You know, like it's they make really good craft beer for what they are, which is a seven dollar a six pack IPA. They're not a twelve dollar four pack fucking treehouse. Right, know? right. So, yeah. and that's what I was gonna say. Uh, Harpoon is one of those like, like national regional breweries, mm-hmm. and they're always solid. I, I've never. But they started small. Yeah, they started small. Like they make good beer. They make the Green Monster. They make. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they make, they uh. make the uh, the uh, uh, Harpoon IPA, but they also make the. Uh, I sent a couple of pictures through. I just can't remember all of them, but they made a, a beer that was like a camp beer. It was a juicy IPA that was really good. <laughs> Frank, I just got that. A- <laughs> I just got that ass in chat. You did, yeah. Totally. Johnny Bravo took Jesus my attention. Christ. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Harpoon, good beer. We uh, second day went to Trillium. And what I was alluding to before, it, it's, it's obviously three stories. Um, we were at the top of the patio. The weather was great. Um, I had several beers at Trillium. I, I honestly can't recall the names of the ones I had at the brewery. Yeah. Just the ones that I bought. But um, had the Milker Street. I know I had that one at the brewery because I bought it. That was the only one I had that I bought. Um, downstairs I had two stouts. One was a bourbon barrel aged, uh, I think it's bourbon barrel aged PM Dawn. And then the other one was a s'more stout. Okay. And both of them were fucking incredible. They were both stupidly high in alcohol. One was 14 and a half. The other one was 13.2. Adequate. That sounds adequate. Yeah. So I, I took tasters of them. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I cannot drink a 900 calorie beer. <laughs> I can no. just. Can't do the that. bartender. I, know I walked about ten miles to get here, but no. <laughs> I'm gonna need to walk into the thirty to walk this off. Yeah, that's funny. So, but I will say, if you go there, do those as tasters. You don't need more than that. You, you will, you will enjoy it. They're delicious. Don't tell me how to live my life, okay? I'm not. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. I just cannot imagine someone. Frank's nanny state that he wants us to live in <laughs> eight ounce pour that dude would get you so fucking hammered like it yeah I, I honestly yeah. I had like two I don't know it probably amounted to a total of like three ounces Christ and it, it, it was still like enough I, I had enough sugar <laughs> in those two or three ounces I had enough alcohol in those two to three ounces I did not need more of that it was like drinking a liqueur <laughs> but it was tasty Shit. it was very tasty i just can't imagine buying that and, and drinking it. which is why they don't sell it in cans they just sell uh, it in- yeah i was gonna say at least they they know what they're about they're not trying to force stuff on people that's there's something to be said for that then they've also been around for a while so they kind of know the game they do so then i had a um went up to maine 
And in Maine, I think I probably had my my favorite beer. Nah, I wouldn't say that. I had some of my favorite beer in Maine. Um, I had a Bissell Brother, uh, nothing gold. Okay, which was incredible. I have one can left of that. I actually bought four of them. They're another brewery that you can't really buy in a liquor store. But I asked a buddy, like he went out to go get some beer, and I was like, "Hey, if you see this, buy it." And they saw it. <laughs> the guy was like, yeah, we're one of five liquor stores that carry this beer. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's funny. So um, definitely worth it. Uh, recommend Bissell Brothers. I only had this beer, so I can't, I can't speak to um, anything else, but I have heard they're like an up and coming Mecca of, of, yeah. Kind of Northeast IPAs. Yeah, they're taking their, uh, it, like I was telling y'all in the thread, Portland is becoming like the, the the Portland, the other Portland. They're yeah. they're becoming Beervana on the East Coast uh, yeah. with little hot spots. I mean, that's where Allagash is. That's where Austin Street is. I mean, Parker went and saw those places. Yep. Three years ago, <clears throat> and I still to this day don't think Parker knows what he was tasting with with Austin Street because apparently that shit is just flat out amazing. Yep. So, isn't so, Derek up in Portland with a PhD? No, 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 no. no, no. He's in Davis, California. He went and when uh, he was in his uh, graduate degree, he was at Corvallis at Oregon State. Right. Yeah, Portland, okay. Oregon. But this is Portland, Maine. <clears throat> yeah, Portland, oh, Maine. Oh, other coast. Oh the, my fucking god. Yeah, I remember last week when you <laughs> didn't know that there was That's a Portland, I Maine. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. <laughs> he, <laughs> I tuned out for a moment. I'm sorry. That's what I yeah. That's okay. Welcome to the bottom rung again, Villem. I'm just I'm trying yeah. to, I'm trying to quickly run through the beers I had because I know we have a lot yeah, of other my things bad. To yeah it's all good uh, so sorry Brad go ahead no I was I was gonna say I was gonna transition over to uh, do a quick catch up with Villem hold on wait last two beers I had oh last two sorry last two no and the, these honestly like I had a a a religious experience in the Northeast and it was all by dumb luck like I. Well, we went to Trillium because we had some time. Not dumb luck. The right. Bissell thing, dumb luck. My, um, my uh, the cousin of my 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 wa- my wife's cousin. I'm not going to speak Borat. <laughs> so, <laughs> cousin of my wife. <laughs> my wife's cousin. Um, her husband is a huge Treehouse fan, and honestly, commutes from New Haven to Boston on the weekends to come home, and and you know goes back to New Haven, so commutes to New Haven. But, anyways. He uh, he comes uh, by way of Treehouse, so he's always there at odd hours. Yeah, which is when they fucking sell their beer. Yep. So he comes through there, and he's like, "Oh yeah, no, I've got like uh, seven four packs of Treehouse." Now I don't know what the fuck that costs you. I'm guessing about two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but irrespective of how much it cost him, I did get two beers um, of that of that selection. So I got the Bright. <clears throat> yeah, that's like um, their standard. Uh, which I guess that, is their standard beer. That's like their old school one. That's the one with the lady with like the uh, like uh, citrus for eyes. Yeah, the seventies glasses. Yep, that's that's uh, one of their old school beers, but it's yeah. delicious. So I had that one, really enjoyed it. But I will tell you, the one that was my favorite was the Super Typhoon. Okay. Um, just incredibly flavorful. Um, the bottom of the can said Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. Okay. So how can you not love that? I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. So big, big shout out to Treehouse. But I will say, 
I I get why people like Treehouse. There's a lot of hype in that beer. Yeah. That is not a $33 a four-pack beer. If you're paying Ooh. that much for that beer, you're doing it for the hype. Or trading now, that much should, for the beer. Should people taste the beer? You should taste what started the style. Are yeah. there beers as good as that? I will say yes. I think the Melker Street from Trillium is equally as good as the Super Typhoon. I From the beer nerd world, I mean, you're comparing a fucking... Uh, the 458 Ferrari Scuderia with a goddamn Porsche GT2 RS, you know? Like, once you get to that level of rarity and scarcity, six one-way half dozen another between Trillium and Trillium. the price. The but price. The price is way different. Is it? I see. That's the it other thing. It is way different. <clears throat> You're, oh, I'm catching it on back end, like, beer trades and watching no, the milker, the milker, <laughs> The Melker for a four-pack is uh, $18. <clears throat> I still uh, even that's way too fucking high for me. <laughs> okay, a, a four fifty a beer. But no, I mean you're you're correct in putting perspective on it like the that. Treehouse is thirty three dollars now for a four pack of yeah, any treehouse, pretty much. That can suck every bag of yeah. shit ever. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't disagree. So, anyways, yeah, I had, I got lucky, had a great time, drank a lot of good beer. But I will say, Treehouse, great beer. I think overhyped. Yeah. Um, I, I I honestly think I enjoyed over uh, other half more, and I and I do like the Trillium Melker more than, or at least as much as that Treehouse beer that I had. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you get you had a good experience. And sometimes those like surprise beer experiences are just as good as like well planned ones, you know, because yeah. you you don't have <clears throat> when you wake up in the morning, you don't have expectations of what beer you're about to consume. So that's that's awesome. I'm I'm happy that you got to that you got to experience that. And thanks. Portland is fucking. That's. That's one of those places that Mrs. Brian doesn't know that she will get dragged to one day. No, so I, I think the gang, the gang on the cast, we need to plan some like four day, five day trip to Portland and go go brewery hopping. I, I, I was 30 miles away from the spot, right? Yeah. And there was good beer out there. And every single brewery that was on the map in Portland was just like four and a half. 4.7 4.8 like <clears throat> there was not a bad brewery in town no. um and, and just and so many of them within walking distance of each other it's crazy i don't i yeah it's it, insane I, that that beer that beer life is so very different than the beer life here in the central parts of the of america here in Central America, that beer life is very different. Yeah, especially in Nicaragua. Um, AKA Denton. Sometimes. <laughs> that's I don't know why I said that. That's let's dumb. move on. All right, <laughs> Villem, Villem, buddy, how have you been, sweetheart? I've been pretty good. How uh, how is how has beer life treated you well? I mean, you got the apple saison. You've got Hot I've Jam been, coming up in like two weeks, right? Yeah, I've had a conflicting relationship with beer lately. I've been trying to... Hold on, I got dry mouth. What? Oh, that... What? I don't want to be what that the... NPR host, you know, where I'm like... I'm sorry. If... I can't stand that. That's how dry, by the way, this beer is, just so you know. <laughs> like, okay, I'm is... making sure it wasn't dried out by extracurricular activities that you've partoken in. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway what was i saying um you've had an on again off again relationship with your beer yeah because i don't know i've been abs- i did a while of no drinking and then i didn't want to just like drink a bunch again so i've been trying to 
you know, be tame about it. Ease back into it. And yeah. Back into the lifestyle. But I've had some good beers. This one is really good. Uh, Welltown just released a beer for the summer that's like Skyline Wheat something. It has orange in it. Yeah. That one's pretty damn good. Okay. It's respectable. It's respectable. <laughs> yeah. I went... <laughs> I also went to Nothing's Left. Yeah. Uh, There's a tap room over here. They, I don't even remember what I had there. Did you have uh, their strawberry blonde? <laughs> I don't get it. But Frank ran it down a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing's Left? Yeah. Why uh, were you at Nothing's Left? He wasn't. I gave him a, a can of it from my uh, from an Oklahoma trip. Uh, oh yes he and ran it down what'd you say like, uh, it was he just commented on the issues with making strawberry beer and like he uncovered the oh, issues of making okay. strawberry beers so uh, it wasn't anyway I yeah no it really, wasn't a legit i have no dog game. in the fight as it were so i don't really even know why woof woof <laughs> but no i'm sure the brewery was good i just yeah that beer was interesting it was yeah i I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you frank i just want to i want to go on the record and say that <laughs> but the these little tap rooms are all they're, you know, they make pretty damn good beer. Yeah. But some, you know, the consistency can be off. I, f- I think that's why you get like heirloom where they kind of, they'll keep certain beers around, but they rotate like a ton of their beer and like try things. And well, but that's the key to a small brewery. Yeah. Like, figuring say, out your portfolio. And especially when you have an, an undereducated beer market, you continue to turn uh, beer styles over until you see a legitimate prospect pop out of that. And then you put that on uh, the far right tap and you yep. keep rotating everything through until finally you have a full like mm. eight tap menu. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of these are still new around here. Uh, American Solera is opening a location or huh. I think they're just straight up moving uh, to six and Utica. <laughs> they bought this old warehouse building that I like uh, since the day we moved here, I was like, it was on my way to work from, cause I've, I haven't moved out of this apartment since we moved here. So like for the last like three years, I'll drive by this building almost every day or I did. Well, what, two years. We don't have then, to know your exact route. I'm going to yeah, be honest with who you. Cares? <laughs> anyway, the, I, we yeah. drove past this warehouse building. I was like, man, that'd be a cool place to have like a venue of sorts in or something. Well, they bought that whole warehouse building and they're turning it into their tap room and it is shaping up to look super cool. It's I, got a lot, of, <clears throat> a lot of natural light. <laughs> I have a lot of reasons to not like American Solera. But their brewer, the the new brewer they hired last year, I I have nothing but praises for him. He's fantastic. Like really, <laughs> uh, yeah. His name, uh, I don't even fucking give it out. Whatever. Uh, he's fucking awesome. He was the head brewer at Rufftail for a long time, and uh, he's a fucking great guy. And he's a hell of a brewer. So uh, I'm I'm happy for American Solera and their growth. I just wish they uh, would. How you say, I don't know, treat people better when they come into their tap room. That's it. Anyway, all that. <laughs> well, you did have a really, bad experience. I did I, have a really bad one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> I, that's awesome that uh, little, the little the little Tulsa brewery scene's blowing up. I'm happy. Yeah. How's Yeah, uh, I mean, Tulsa's always had good beer, though. They have. <clears throat> they've been really, I, mean, I feel like they've been really lucky compared to, um, like, you look at Oklahoma City. And they're kind yep. of in and out breweries in the early days. And you've had Marshall up in Tulsa for 
Yeah. But you know, 10 years now. You remember Marshall being served at White Barn? I don't. We've gone through this. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, Frank, yeah you <laughs> always ring this up. <laughs> fucking A, man. Uh, okay, so Villem. Yeah. I know you know about this, but Brian also knows about this. The cast does not know. Uh, okay. All right. Last Monday, I had the privilege of going to see Aziz Ansari and Dave Chappelle. Oh, yeah. At the Paramount Theater. Let me tell you, it was fantastic. Also, let me tell you, Dave Chappelle is really. <clears throat> Excuse All me. Right. Yeah, I've got I've got like a cold coming on, Damn. and it's not quite here yet. This time of year, dude. Yeah, uh, I don't know. If you, it, do you hear it me? It was the travel. It was the travel. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, Brian's just coming out of a cold. So, uh, shit. I will say, uh, Dave Chappelle is going f- full fledged like scorched earth. Um, it's actually pretty fantastic because he's not the the way he does his jokes now is like okay, you all accuse me of like being a horrible human being i'm a comedian i make jokes um if you don't like the jokes that's okay but the fact that you don't want me to tell jokes period is not okay so i'm just going to tell all the worst jokes and you can fight your little battle about it (laughs) and we'll move on bold strategy i think it's the right strategy though because he's getting he's getting like i had this conversation with my wife afterwards i was like listen there is a distinct difference between comedy and like doing something in life. And if you can't handle comedy or social commentary, as it were, then let's ban certain forms of music. Let's ban poetry. Let's ban certain forms of art. Like it is, it is absolutely um, kind of primitive to try to ban people's ability to say things and comment on situations. Um, it's, it's, it's not, he's not making racist outcries, right? He's not making things that like, it's, it's a, it's an equal opportunity commentary on society, right? Like as much as he says about a, uh, a gay person, he says about a black person, he says about a white person, like he's, it is a general conversation that he's having. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Don't listen to it you don't get to like say you can't have the conversation. Right. I, so that was the basis of his standup. I thought it was hilarious. I think uh, what's, what's more hilarious is that, uh, that's what re- like radical conservative dickheads have been saying for the last decade, ever since the tea party movement kicked off. And, uh, I, that's the one thing that I have kind of agreed with, with that radical point of view is like, let people say what they want to say. You and get, you can call him an asshole for doing it. Yeah, and if they pay... Like, the issue is, and I had this conversation with my dad, like, the issue is we live in a world now where the repercussions of being an asshole are no longer losing your job because your employer fired you. The repercussions of it are you losing your job because a bunch of fucking people whine and complain to your boss to fire yeah. you. Yeah. So, therefore, are you actually being punished? Or are you just... Like, are you being... Can you make... Can you be it's made similar out, to the guillotine back can, in? Like, can you be made out to be a martyr for yeah. the cause? And that's even fucking worse than worse. goddamn being fired for being a dickhead. That's the issue. You I know, have. Okay, so but also like the definition of a dickhead in the comedy world, we have we we accept comedians for what they are. Well, so as a society, we've done this for centuries. 
Yeah, some people do. Other people have a real hard time acknowledging that comedy is just a fucking act. It's theater in a different fucking form. And it's no different than what's in the fucking Louvre. Like, right. Yeah, the, no, the no problem, different. The problem that I have with the whole conversation is they're like, okay, um, he made a joke about a gay person. I'm like, yeah, he did. That's right. Gay people exist. Sometimes what they do is funny. It's a joke. And they're like, yeah, but I mean, that's unacceptable. That is homophobic. And you're like, hold on one second. You know, there are paintings in the Louvre of like people getting decapitated who never actually got decapitated. Like, and it was a com like it was a commentary on the on the moment in life that those people lived. Yeah. It was offensive, sure. <clears throat> but even then they figured, okay, this is art. It's not, you know? It, like I, I just man, I am so and we had this conversation about a year ago when it came to the Me Too that it was eventually gonna lead to this point where people just get thrown under every bus available <laughs> like essentially it's just a highway of buses coming down i now i will say this <clears throat> there is a distinction to be made here between uh being physically assaulted absolutely and being audibly assaulted okay so but it, and that but is I the commentary we, that I, dave Chappelle was laying down he was yeah. saying i never raped anybody i never assaulted anybody but you treat me like i raped and assaulted everybody <laughs> um, right and yeah, I mean that that is a that is certainly a very fucking valid point, <laughs> especially when it comes to fucking comedy. Yeah, like wait, so is this the same act that's on Netflix of his? It's similar, but it's new. So he's about to go on tour. It's not the Netflix nice. act. He was testing out new jokes, but yeah, it's it's equally as offensive, and it's equally as upsetting to the crowd that is. Yeah, I remember pe one. people being real upset. Yeah. And then also watching that and being like, not really seeing why well, seeing how people could be upset, but like feeling like that was misplaced. It is. It is misplaced because apparently people think that a, a comedian's job is to tell you the wall is white when it's white. Like, right. You know, it's not that is not what comedy has ever been. I don't well, know. No, I got that so heated about this because I just. There is such a distinct difference to me in this life when it comes to someone's job to make people laugh and people judging what other people think is funny and someone sexually assaulting someone like right. it just uh, what's what's painful is uh, like funny uh, humor is subjective, right? What's painful is when people go, I don't like comedy. I don't like comedians. Stand up comedy is awful. Like, OK, well. You haven't fuck. It's like saying music is terrible. Like motherfucker, you haven't. It's like listened, saying art is terrible. You haven't listened to the right music. Yeah. Like if you want a comedian to tell you the wall is white when it's white, there are Go comedians. There are comedians out there who will yeah. tell you that. Dane Cook's one of them. No, Dane Cook is the karate <laughs> of, of stand up comedy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dane Cook will tell you. Wait, there's a wall. Yeah. <laughs> there's a fucking wall. Yeah. He has a fucking weird face, and then he moves his hands about. Yeah, it looks all svelte and has a deep cut V down to his. Let's anyway, start talking about sorry. Zanzibar. <laughs> what? How did it, this work? I don't. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I, I I agree. I don't. Uh, whatever. If I if you don't like, I I am all for somebody. If you don't like what someone else does, don't fucking pay attention to it. One hundred. Don't pay attention to it. It's. I I was telling in in in. I mean. 
the wife and I had a heated conversation on the way back because she was like, well, I How got heated? kind of offended. I got kind of offended by what Dave Chappelle was saying. And I was like, yeah, you, you have the right to be offended. And then she was like, well, I understand why people walked out. And I was like, I, I also understand why people walked out. But then I was like, sort of, uh, I understand why people don't like him. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't, I understand why people don't like him, but I don't understand why people hate him to try to shut him down at his job. You know, like that to me is a different thing. It's you cannot like him. You can say you don't agree with his jokes and you don't find him funny. Fuck it. 2000 people in the Paramount theater found it hilarious. You know, like 50 people walked out. I understand those 50 people. They were offended. Fine. Leave. Don't come back. This is Dave Chappelle. If you don't like it, 50 other Dave Chappelle fans will buy the fucking tickets. Yeah. But it's you know, art. I, it is art. It is art. I think I under I don't understand necessarily why they do. I understand that those people exist, I guess. But like to walk out or get super offended about some of the shit that he's talking about. Like, I mean, I think I it's mean, like you said, uh, it's just a casting a like a a mirror on this. <laughs> that's so fucking cliche, yeah, but no, it's perfect. you know what I mean? It's literally <laughs> just like this day and age, like just by purely sticking to reality and not like trying to sugarcoat anything. This is what's going on. Like, and, and without being more cliche, it is the reason Trump has voters. Yeah. Like if you're going to be this offended about someone doing their fucking job, and having fans for doing that job and then calling those fans bad people because they laugh at the fucking jokes. You are what's wrong, yeah. well, right? You're, like you're, you're not what's helping. You are not what's helping. You are equally as horrible as those people out there disparaging immigrants. Like it, you're, it, yeah, you're not, you're not just, helping as much as they're not helping. It just fucking infuriated me. So, okay. To give you a little preview, he did make one joke that was hilarious. I'll only tell you how it starts, but I will not tell you the finish. All right, Michael Scott, tell us how okay, many different so types of black he, people are there. <laughs> makes, I don't know. He makes a joke about the uh, the 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 uh, the uh huh okay. uh huh. Is it end with an er this or joke an uh? Sucks. This is no, a terrible joke. Yeah. It doesn't end in anything. So no, he says uh, he he's not he's not a fan or he never meant to offend any LGBT. Um, individuals, but um, he feels like that whole group is kind of driving in one car, and obviously the gays are driving. <laughs> and then he continues the joke. <laughs> that sounds but, honestly. I'm. <laughs> I, I I I you were butchering the fucking joke. I have no, a no, feeling. No. No, no 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 no. I'm saying you're butchering the joke. Uh, by not finishing it, and you're not going to finish it at least on this podcast. It. You'll so. see. You'll see it. Uh, no, you'll see it when. So this this is a Netflix special that will be coming out. So you will see it. But so I will you tell were you, at a taping of a Netflix special. I better we hear were a Frank part laugh. of a taping. So the the Paramount <laughs> thing. Oh my god! There's going to be so much backlash. You're going to get like hate mail. How did you? How could you clap at that? That's so fucking racist. No, none of it was actually that's racist. anti-racist. It's <laughs> so racist as anti-racist. As if that's a thing. Like, good. I'm glad it's, it's anti-racist, I think. Circles all the way back around. Hey, here's what I will say. If you like Dave Chappelle, you'll like this tour. Go get tickets if you actually enjoy it. If you like Aziz Ansari, what is probably his funniest fucking stand-up, 
was the one that he performed at the Paramount. Like I laughed. I'm not going to give you any fucking spoilers, but I will tell you what Aziz Ansari is about to put out was unfucking real funny. Um, I and and the wife agreed on this point. She thought it was hilarious. So Frank, I'll give you I saw Aziz Ansari earlier this year at Kane's Ballroom. Awesome. It was dope. Yeah, I think we probably saw some funny. of the same jokes. Absolutely. So what what he's doing is like I think he's gone to a couple of spots. They're testing their new. I think the premise was they try to find an open theater. They're about to start tours. They're testing their new stuff. Obviously, they will include old jokes in the new show, but um, I didn't see either stand up special, which I think helped um, on Netflix because I a lot of the jokes to me were well, all the jokes obviously were new. Um, so I enjoyed all of it, but yeah, there's, I guess I laughed at all of his ease. So some of his new material will definitely be good as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now y'all said this thing a couple of times, a Netflix, what's a Netflix? Mm. Sorry. Taping. No, a Netflix taping. Uh, uh, as of today, like Scott the, streaming, <laughs> the streaming platform not owned by Disney. Ah, <laughs> the one. The one. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Hulu got acquired? Oh, they bought Hulu and they already own like three oh, other Fox. Wait, really no, but Hulu was owned by NBC, which was yep. owned by yeah. Universal, yeah, right? Well, correct. Yeah. Which is owned by Disney. Yeah. Well, you, no, 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 no. Universal or NBC was not, and they were like a majority stakeholder. And then yeah. ABC basically bought their library. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah so you know what's crazy? Disney now owns a major streaming platform, so get ready for all those Disney shows to be taken off Netflix. Oh no, they're they're starting their own uh, streaming they platform. Already, oh my god! No, like no, we no, need another on, streaming platform. Can no, we it's not fucking do that? dope. It's got no. every. It'll have every Disney title ever released ever. They're they're gonna they're gonna change strategy on that. It will they all be to. on Hulu. I promise you. That's fine. I'll fucking. I mean, I don't really give a shit about Disney, to be honest with you. Like, if you're not going to share content with me openly, then I don't want your fucking content. Like, okay, so well, Netflix, Netflix doesn't. Is Netflix sharing content yeah. openly? No. I'll answer How that for not? you. There, you you have not? to be a subscriber. Yeah. You what? You have to be a yeah, subscriber. Well, of yeah. course. They got to generate revenue. That's somehow. what we're talking about. Like, that. Yeah, that's... but fuck Disney, though. I mean, they just. They do like gamey shit like uh artificial like drive up artificial demand and shit like and netflix they, doesn't, they're, they're netflix doesn't netflix, i won't disagree with you villain monopoly they need to be broken up i agree but look at what yeah. netflix does you can't tell how many people are fucking watching their shows you have no idea also None. their presentation algorithm to suggest is asinine. is fucking dog shit it's ridiculous it's so bad just I, let me let me pick the topics that I actually enjoy watching instead of you inferring that through me, maybe opening the fucking British bake off one time <laughs> that you want to watch. Now all of a sudden I want to watch every fucking cooking show on your network. <laughs> Here's a fucking BBC show about painting a room. Yeah. Enjoy. Yo, Bob Ross, Bob Ross, Bob Ross. Are you sure you don't want Bob Ross? Here's Bob Ross. This is your next episode. Bob Ross, Bob Ross. Yeah. Did you say Bob? A mountain, a mountain and maybe a tree. Is it Bob Ross? Any of it? Here's it's no, like here's Zac day. Efron as Bob Ross. There yeah. you go. <laughs> God, like, uh, whatever. I like Netflix. I do. I, I do too. I shit on that algorithm though. It's here's so the deal. Uh, bad. Also, you, the UI could use a lot of work. You're you, not wrong. You know what's crazy? How 
if you think about like media companies and whatever, it's always just going to be one giant that, ever, you know, or a handful of giants that ever be. Just be pissed off at all the time. Yeah. Because... And it just shifts based on where the content moves to. It doesn't matter. Because well, the digital also... age, right, was going to be like this huge revolution that was going to bring down media companies. But then these other companies sprung up around. You just had to shift what your company was based on. And you yeah, exactly. And but but people struggle to shift. People highly underestimate the amount of money it costs to create good content. Yeah. Right? So when it when it comes to something like Game of Thrones, right? Like everybody's shitting on these latest episodes. I don't give a shit. I want to. I want to. I no. That was going to be my fucking pissed off comment. I'm sorry. Right. Let me just summarize real quick. I don't watch the show. Don't, I don't give don't, a shit about the show. Don't summarize if you're going to fucking do it wrong. That's all I'm going to say. I, I watched the big war. No, okay, it's making my point. We can get into your thing, but I, I watched the big war, thought it was fantastic TV, had a great time watching it. What I will say is to make that fucking episode was like $2 million a minute. Like yeah. this shit is not fucking cheap to do. No. So the only way you get content that good is by having conglomerates that are this big. Um, I understand people's wanting to like break up these media companies. It's there's an easy solution to it. Just don't let them own fucking broadcasting equipment yeah. or broadcasting licenses. The licenses them, are the big thing. Yeah. Like just let them make content and provide content to a platform. If you're willing to pay for a platform that they're creating, that's fine. That's a direct line. But once they start like owning the broadcasting airwaves and owning the fucking pipeline to your house by owning the internet. Yep. That's when you get into the problem. It's not the fact that Netflix is huge because they make good content or HBO is huge because they make good. That is not an issue. Okay. That's just the market having their way with like content. So Sorry, that was a bit of a tangent, but it really annoyed me. <laughs> no, it's, people it's, get so worked up by how big these companies are. It's like, well, okay, yeah, fuck it. You go make some good movies and see how yeah. big you get. <laughs> Honestly, wait, what I'm surprised with is how much I'm watching YouTube videos and like YouTube series now. And good fucking YouTube things. Yeah, like I, I, yeah. I was very surprised. I'm a fucking car nerd just as much as, or hmm, kind of as much as I'm a beer nerd. It's just at a fucking out of my wallet range. But watching uh, Hoonigan shit and other car uh, videos on YouTube has fucking replaced the Saturday morning watching cars, uh, car videos and car mechan- like repair shit on uh, fucking Spike TV back in the day. <laughs> were you are, are, were you a listener to Car Talk? No, I fucking hate that cunt bag. I hate that piece of shit. (laughs) Dude, the one guy died, man. Have some respect. No, fuck him. He probably died from talking to... Hey, that's fucked up. He's a super nice guy. You just ran down Disney, asshole. They made fucking Bambi, okay? Bambi and Dumbo. Walt Disney made Bambi, and then he And he was an anti-Semite, and and it was great. the corpse of his company and turned it into what we have today. Yeah, exactly. Once they... Got in bed with, I don't know, fucking S.C. Johnson. <clears throat> what are we? Car Talk was an NPR radio show. Yeah, he was a piece of shit. <laughs> and he was just telling me that I was a piece of shit for calling that dead guy a piece of shit. 
Frank, okay. catch up with you. He's a really kind guy. I can't oh, believe. Oh, he was, I'm I sure. I can't believe. I used to not even like car talk, but like. I, I love car talk. We might, right. be talking about, we might be talking about different people, honestly, because uh, the only car show that I've ever heard on NPR, I fucking hate. And I just okay. assumed there was well, only was one. Two Boston guys about cars. <laughs> I wasn't. It wasn't this old house car. Like, <laughs> uh, they wouldn't talk about cars, eh? No. Have you, ever, have you ever watched this old house on PBS? I have, yeah. That's, that's I, that guy. That Bob Vila could fuck himself okay. with a fucking two by four. Not Bob no Vila. You guys need to settle down. No. Holy shit! Listen, hey, okay, you're all running out the old guard of fucking of media. We're running out the old guard of uh, hands-on repair guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was one show available, and they hired the worst person for it. You're Bob going after like the Vila. little dogs. I'm no, we're not. We're going like... after the old hounds that are laying <laughs> on the porch. <laughs> We call these guys the old guard. The old guard. The, <laughs> the old guard. <laughs> Fucking A. Um, Let me tell you how many lobster pots I saw in Maine. I, I do. I'm There's a sucker. There's a ton of lobster pots in the fucking racks. Here's a here's a fun fact. I am a sucker for this old house. And when they get into those old Massachusetts like fishing communities. Or classic? Which one? Uh, this old house or this old house classic? The cla- is the classic the one where they review the old ones that they did, but they talk about them in groups of four? I'm yeah, a, I'm a fan of that. I like those. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah, I know. I'm a fan. <clears throat> anyway. That one's better, actually, because they go, in hindsight, it was a bad idea. The best idea. <laughs> yeah, they were like, <laughs> yeah, the Formica countertops on the uh, house that was built in the 1800s. Bad idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, it really doesn't match the exterior that still looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we maybe we shouldn't have inspired, like installed the uh, wire heater element in the uh, in the paper room. I don't know. <laughs> it just didn't, didn't, didn't go well. All right. Uh, what the fuck was I going to talk about? Uh, I don't think I want to run down Game of Thrones right now. Cause I wanted to do it with Troy when Troy was on. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, you still have one more episode, then it becomes moot. No. Well, yeah, that's no shit. I mean, it's it's okay. So here's the deal. Once they announced it was last season, everybody should shut the fuck up. Because there ain't shit you're going to do about it because they're fucking done. Like, this this, this ship is way too big. Six episodes? Yeah, each episode, I think the shortest episode was an hour and five minutes, and every mm-hmm. like all the other episodes were like hour 15, hour 30. Yeah, every time you watch a movie, fucking sounds great. <sighs> Dude, I mean, it's it's a movie's worth of, of money. Um, before, you, before you talk about yours, because I saw you pick up a can of beer, I want to talk about mine real quick, because... I don't want I don't want mine to I actually I want mine to upshadow overshadow. Yeah, go ahead. Yours. This this beer's okay. It yeah, needs more carbonation. Just, um I am drinking the <laughs> the natty daddy equivalent of my brand. What? Six and a half paps? My brand. Pabst extra, motherfuckers. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Pabst extra. Hey, have you seen the new Pabst cans? Yeah. Uh, so don't get used to those cans. Don't fucking well, don't, know, don't be that. Figured. Those things will rotate in and out. The artist. Are you talking about the artist cans, the sixteen ounce artist? Cans? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the ones where it's uh, it's just the ribbon without Pabst blue ribbon written in there. Yeah. Yep. Those uh, are those are, art those are yeah, those are what they're art inspired or artist inspired. So every year oh, they have uh, art like they have six festivals throughout the United States, and they have artists do Pabst artwork. And uh, one year, a guy from Dallas won, and so his artwork was printed up on those sixteen ounce tall boys um, for like three or four months. It was kind of cool. Uh, that's how you get the really the, what they called last year the pizza artwork, and it was all this like cool like ninety style like bent pizza like pizza triangles all over the place and like monsters eating pizza and shit coming out of the Pabst blue red and white artwork. 
it was fucking awesome. That's pretty cool. That sounds pretty cool. Um, I they're doing way more fun stuff like that with uh, their packaging and package design. But this motherfucker, whoo-hoo. So Paps went the other way. So they make a non-alcoholic Paps now, which I have not found in my market. Oh, I'm looking for it constantly because I'm, I'm down with that. Uh, they have a low ABV Paps, which is about 3% alcohol. It's called Pabst Easy. Then they have PBR. And then they have their Pabst Extra, which is, <laughs> I didn't think it was coming in 12 packs, but I got a 12 pack of this at Walmart for $10. What? All y'all can suck off because I am ready. Like I, I bought a 12 pack of it. And I was like, I might not leave my house for like 24 hours. I may just sip on these all day. It's going to be great. So those, I mean, wow. Tastes like shit. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Oh, they're not good. Brian. Uh, if you drink it out of the can, cold as shit, it's pretty good. Let okay. it warm up or pour it into a glass. You'll have an acetaldehyde headache. You remember, <laughs> oh, you remember how, Villain, you were talking about when you drink lagers early on yeah. that you got a headache like the next day or so? Yeah. This tastes like that headache immediately. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. But it's because there's so much like fusel alcohol in here. It's, it's rough. I- but good news, it's union made, guys. Mm. Let's get that going for you. Wow. <laughs> I think, Brian, I think I no longer I think I no longer get those headaches, but I also haven't like got, you know, drank that much lager, I guess. Yeah. I I was thinking about I, I always think about you saying that. And I've heard a few other people talk about how they have adverse reactions to beer, like immediately and only certain types of beer. Yeah, and I really think it comes down to aldehydes that are produced uh, in the fermentation process, not necessarily acid aldehyde, but aldehydes in general being a byproduct of food of of like fucking fermentation. Um, and I think that probably has more to do with it because the aldehydes are also produced in wine, and that is linked to some people's white wine headaches that they get. Oh shit! Okay, so, dude, I can like a bad white wine or red wine. Yeah. Like really bad, I can sometimes just like start getting a headache as I'm drinking that shit. A lot of that is also sugar content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's Frank. That's a good point. That's also uh, the link in some of these beers, at least that I'm picking up. Um, a lot of sugar. Yeah, there's sugars. Uh, sugars are added during the fermentation oh, process. Shit. Very similar to red wine, where it's back sweetened, uh, or some red wines that are back sweetened. Sometimes you get that little bit of extra. Uh, fermentation when yeast uh, we talked about a couple weeks ago when Derek was on about the phases of yeast site of the three cycles of yeast production or yeast whatever the hell transformation uh, when you add in sugar and not all the yeast is out of suspension you could easily kick up uh, yeast again to start going back in like to the phases and because it's in the packaging phase it could very easily skip the old like nat like slow growth and just go straight to the to the nasty fusel alcohol growth. Um, anyway, uh, anyway, if you, if you have Pabst extra, go ahead and pick you up a, a twelver and uh, thank me later. Fair enough. Sounds pretty good. So, uh, Brian, I'm having the PM Dawn by Trillium. It's it's fine. I don't you, know. You said it was low carbonation. What's the ABV on it? It's nine. Yeah. Carbonation nil. I don't when know. You, when, you pick, when you opened it, was there a pop at all? No. Was the, the can kind of squishy at all? Uh, I'll have to feel the other can. I've got two more in the fridge. Um, feel it. So my 
issue with a lot of these small breweries and Trillium, even as big as they are, I'm pretty sure they still do this. Their canning line is just a modified crowler line. Mm. Um, and the dissolved oxygen in those things is not really. I mean, uh, but this got, this got canned on the 22nd of April. Yeah, no, it doesn't. That's what I'm saying. The dissolved oxygen in the, in the, those packaging and that those packaging lines could be so that the, like CO2 doesn't hold. It just comes out of suspension immediately. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll, the flavor in this beer is great. It would be better with a fresh, um, nitrous pour or something like that. I would uh, just a word of advice, Frank, if it it tastes flat now, drink the shit out of the rest of the beers you have in there. Yeah. Don't, don't disappointing. I actually like, I tasted this at the brewery and it was nice and, carbonated and this one's not so. yeah don't don't sit on them for very long if you've got more can we go back to car talk for a sec oh yeah sure yeah. car talk let's go back over there my <laughs> wife uh texted me some facts over here that i think you should you ought to know yeah i don't know uh, longest sh- running show in npr history <laughs> no it was broadcast nationally for 25 years and 35 years in boston boston k-u-r uh, B and both of the hosts went to MIT. Whoa! Oh, Lati fucking Deb, there. They're wicked smart. Okay, WRB, <laughs> WRB boss. Uh, I wish I had some yeah. notes to hit. Bong, ding, dong. But you know what? The time. I I think you got, you ought to have some respect for the guys. Well, they should have That's some respect true. for me and not die on me. You know, I, I haven't even fucking listened <laughs> to their show. I don't know. I always blame the victim. You are Boston. Damn it. I'm sure there's a W-R-U-D. No, W-B-U-R Boston. I I listened to the fucking... There's... Okay, so... The TED Radio Hour? Yes. So W-B-U-R Boston Studio is right by MIT's campus. I actually, like, we walked MIT's campus because Christina's got a friend that works there. But the the radio... uh, lab area i guess i don't know the radio lab's actually from wbur as well so the the recording studio is massive and you can take tours and shit but they've produced a lot of fucking good shows out of that little spot um yeah if you listen to most every special npr like program that's not news it's normally like in uh, new york or boston those two studios produce a lot of those programs. <clears throat> but do they produce No Beer Left Behind? They don't. So Fuck them, right? Do they produce anyway. the best? No, but they're close. <laughs> they do second, maybe third some days. Who knows? All right, Brian. Yes. I think we need, we have two things we need to discuss before we close out tonight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you brought up earlier, you brought up Sam Adams and... Uh, yeah. And 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 Boston in general. We can uh, keep it on the East Boston. Coast. The be- the Beast Coast Brewcast is what we're going to call this one tonight. Yeah. Um. So it was announced last week that Dogfish Head and uh, Sam Adams are joining the perfect pair. The perfect pair. The um. The holy the ex- double eccentric ales for eclectic Sam Adams. I don't know what the fuck it is. Off centered Off centered ales in Boston Lager. Is what it boils down to. So, uh, Boston Beer, the parent company of Sam Adams, bought the majority shareholder or the majority stake in Dogfish Head Brewing, making the second largest craft brewer in America. Also, still the second largest craft brewer in America. (laughs) 
So the the actual cash amount, not that high. So that is what I really wanted to talk about. I was hoping you were on so I could nerd out with you on this. Because oh, <laughs> so the cash it's amount A B conversation. No, you can you can probably hop in and especially when we start talking about local valuations on breweries because it's pretty important. I know all about them valuations. <laughs> <laughs> so uh for the people who uh might not have known this, there have been other uh other buyouts uh, in the beer world as of late. Uh, one of the biggest ones came about four years ago when Constellation Brands, the people who make Corona and Modelo, bought Ballast Point Brewing Company for $1.1 Dollar. Bi- bi- billion dollars with a B as in boy. Oh, I thought it was just $1.1. <laughs> no, $1.1 billion. Oh, shit. Um, now, what's interesting is that was four years ago. Now, the brewing capacity of Ballast Point at the time is, coincidentally, Two barrels. the exact same amount as the brewing capacity or uh, last really? year for Dogfish Head. Holy shit. Now, Dogfish Head was bought last week for $300 million. Hold on, hold on, hold on, though. Cash. It's a private sale. Yeah, two private sales, yeah. Doesn't need to be announced. Uh, no, so uh, Sam is a publicly traded company. Correct. So the the what's the equation? Literally, no. He got options with it too. He did. He did get options, but and yeah, okay. So you're correct. Dogfish Head was a private a private equity, but those those shares. I think somebody online did the math, and they he would have to be a majority shareholder to offset to equal the the constellation buyout. Does that make sense? Like he would have to have over majority sh- shares of Boston beer. Yeah, Sam, yeah, yeah. No, Sam that Calgione, that is. That makes uh, sense. So, regard regardless of how many shares he got and what the value of those shares are in Boston beer, Sam Calgione still got paid. Or yeah, so yeah, he, his his payment was actually a total of okay. This is more sorry. So his payment was about five four hundred and forty million dollars. Right. Not being so that's still an ass ton yeah. of money. But um, it's when you not look, equal to what it, yeah, no. Uh, but the, here's the deal: the consolidation of those two brands was we talked about on this podcast mere months ago. Beer, uh, the beer market, the way it's going, consolidation is really the only way to get by and continue any sort of growth. Yep, piggybacking off of distribution lines, as well as utilizing any sort of supplier uh, supply lines that you can have. You can split between two big ass companies like that. It's really the best way for people to survive in a market that is as cutthroat and as fucking. Uh, it, it's a fucking meat grinder when you go into a a a, a beer store. Honestly, everything gets yeah, kind of. No, I mean up. It, you're you're overpopulated. There's no way that a. So, okay, yeah, it's yeah, a, there's two ways this market develops. Okay. There's the large billionaire companies and there's the hyper local other halves of the world. Okay. Now those two highly unlikely that at this stage of the business cycle, they join up and eventually all of them become billion dollar companies. Yeah. Right? It's not going to happen. It won't happen. So what do you do if you're an owner of other half? You sit there and you go, okay, I can either be the best local brewer in the Northeast for eternity, right? or I become the best local brewer in the Northeast and sell 
to someone bigger to get my cash out so that they can take my brand further, but they'll also have a limited growth potential with my brand. Right. right. So in my mind, I'm thinking of this in two ways, either dogfish head sold for an absurdly low valuation, which I don't actually think is true. No. Or Ballast Point got fucking lucky. Yep, that's what I was getting. Uh, and the, in my mind, Constellation got, got fucked. Uh, Constellation to get fucked because as large as they are, it's honestly no. It, sure, sure, sure. But in in in, in the billion dollar pay payment for yeah, um, they they definitely have not received. They won't they be receiving. Will, uh, a return. They will not see that value. Um. Yeah, no, that's what more of what I was getting at is the valuation of beer four years ago versus the like what could have been what could be seen as the actual value of beer. Uh, I think the three hundred million dollar uh, or four hundred plus with the options is probably pretty accurate and a pretty good value for a brand the size of Dogfish Head, and I think that probably scared a lot of craft brewery owners because it, it, you know what I find interesting is like. This is not something that's never been seen before, right? Right. In this market, you're dealing with a product that I know a lot of people don't believe this. It's fairly homogenous, okay? Yeah, it can be, yeah. It, it can be very homogenous. So you make a good product, your beer sells. Someone else invents a new line, your beer doesn't sell. Um, <clears throat> it's homogenous and it's temperamental. And what you're dealing with is something that if you overpay for, you're 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 like you you will never realize the 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 returns on that investment that you should. Um, think about Dogfish Head. What do people buy today? One twenty minute. I, I mean, not not anymore. Minutes. I can go on the shelves and find one hundred twenty minute from last year. That's what's wild is that you see brands like Ballast Point. I, I went to Total. I went to three different totals in the last month shopping around the amount of out of date beer that I found from major brands like hell, even Breckenridge yeah. uh, founders, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, Dogfish head Firestone Walker. It's, yep. it's gross. You're just like, what the fuck is happening? But then you look at the variety of beer that's available and you're like, well, Okay, if people want to buy local, I mean, they're buying shittier beer. Yeah, sure. I, 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 it doesn't matter if that's what they're buying. That's what they're buying. And no. yeah, that's true. I mean, the the industry is on the precipice of collapsing in and of its like in in, in towards itself, right? Like, right. You're you're dealing with people who expanded quickly to meet distributors' demands. They don't understand their market. Um, the survival of, of, of the coming crash um, will tell you who had um, demand staying power and who didn't. Yeah. The dogfish head guy selling out right now, he's very smart. Yeah, no. That's, <laughs> um, it, it, he sold to the brand that will be around. Yep. Um, he got shares in the brand that will be around. Um, and he's walking away with $300 million cash free. Yep. Clear. Um, but if you're sitting there as the other half of the world, you feel pretty good about yourself as well. Because you've got you know a local that, demand that will not collapse. That your market has been carved out for you. You've carved your market yep. out for yourself. Now, if you're sitting there as 
Sorry, Brian. Petacolis. Yeah. You've got to be fucking nervous. You should you've be. But nothing that differentiates yourself outside of your little market. Um, you also don't have distribution to the amount that you need to by now. Um, so, so I understand this is dire speak, but you're talking about a market that is so oversaturated um, with non-sustainable business models. We're not talking about things like it's bad beer. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is debt laden companies can't sustain themselves through sales alone without consistently inventing new products that are revolutionary in a market. That's not revolutionary. I think that is a problem. I, I, yes, 100%. That's the conversation that I've tried to have with people when they're asking what's, what's the newest style. The newest style is something that you haven't fucking heard of yet. And no one's fucking doing it because they're chasing a hazy IPA. They're trying to make a fucking milkshake sour. I fuck. No, but I mean the, the the up and coming styles right now, lager ESB, those things are becoming huge. But see, yeah, I agree. I agree with you in what I want to drink. I'm not saying no, 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 but they, they are. I mean, even in Austin right now, they're becoming a much more mainstay. Right. I look, They, they are. I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's to the extent of hazy. You're right. You're right, but try to invest in IPAs. I don't disagree, Brian. You are preaching to the fucking choir. I've been preaching this since day one on this podcast. IPAs, fuck them. I I I like IPAs a lot, but here's the deal: I can't drink an IPA every fuck like eight in a row. Just can't do it. Steak dinner? No, I can't. No. Um, I mean, you could. You're gonna fucking hate the steak dinner, but it's whatever. Uh, All right, hey, hold on one second. Villem, tap out. <laughs> Tap out live on the cast. All right, I'm tapping out. Uh, Parker, you're tapping in. Bye, All sweet right. baby villain. This was cute. Thanks, guys. Love you. Please you got a head of hair on you, buddy. Hey, Jose. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate the hair compliment. There. The absolutely quaff. It's been a while, Parker. We should uh, get together sometime. I know. Are Man. you going to Hop Jam? I'm going to Hop Jam, guys, <laughs> on Sunday. That's what I'm signing off with. I'm going to Hop Jam. Is that this Sunday? Sunday? Yeah, I'm so oh, cool. Fucking a. All right. That's gonna You're be not going, Parker. Seem to have missed it. The last. No, we're gonna be out of town. Ah, fuck. I know. You get to, to uh... see the hand bros live though, like the good version of them. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> there was never a bad version. In okay. I mean, uh, <laughs> everyone's like, ah. Uh, right. <laughs> we all know damn good and well that if Umbop came on, we'd all start singing. Yeah, like, we oh, would. Yeah. I like how you threw uh, an umlaut on Umbop. I don't know. <laughs> They do some really good shit for this town, though. Like, just they they do some good shit in general. Like, they they're pretty altruistic people. Yeah, they are. Anyway, uh, Parker, you're tapping in. I enjoyed the cast. Thanks, guys. I'm fucking out. You're fucking in. (laughs) All right, Parker, you're joining us this evening, late into the cast. Uh huh. How's it going? uh, Don't don't sing the stain song when I say this, but it's been a while, Parker. How have you been? It has. Uh, I've, I've been good, thank you. Um, I know that you thoroughly enjoyed my stained lyric the other day. Well, uh, Frank led this cast off with that, so. <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, I'm drinking a uh, New Belgium, but it's the uh, Voodoo Ranger, I guess, series. Mm-hmm. But it's Liquid Paradise IPA. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, that's their seasonal release yeah. that they did. 
Yeah. So it's Parker? pretty pretty cool artwork on the can. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think of it? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. It's a skeleton dude. Not the artwork. Like a hipster. Not the artwork. I'm talking about the beer. <laughs> I know what the artwork looks like. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it's good. I mean, I actually think it's a little bit smoother than the regular Anal Ranger. Okay. <clears throat> cool, cool, cool. So Parker, a little more summary. Yeah. What's up? Uh, when would you say was the last time that you fuck things up just like you always do? God damn it, Frank. I thought you had a legit a question. <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> okay. Also, um, <laughs> your anal ranger beer mm-hmm. that you seem to have at least once a month on this cast. Yes. Are you, are, how much are you paying a six pack? Cause uh, like down here, those are still fucking nine to $11. You're high. No, it's just like nine. Yeah, bucks. that is high. Yeah. yeah I think bucks. this was eight 99 for okay, a six pack. That's nice not box like Carbox does. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not wild. Nine bucks. I like yeah. for a six pack. Yeah, no, Frank. You just talked uh, about paying eighteen dollars for a four pack. I'm not. Listen, I that is high. That, I understand that. that. I'm holding my hand. Not right what I'm here. saying. I'm wearing it's headphones. Not what I'm saying. I, um, a, a a a brand as big as Voodoo Ranger, right? New Belgium is what you're looking for. Yeah, sure, but whatever. <laughs> a a brand as big as 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 or a brewery as big as New Belgium, the the nine dollar mark is high. Not when Budweiser is seven ninety nine. Yeah, I guess it's true. I you guess. know what I mean? Like, I need to align my beer my you, beer prices with twenty twenty. You do, man. What? Turn the fucking page, bro. Turn yeah, the page. Dateline. Do you remember when we used to be able to buy like harpoon six packs and shit for fucking six ninety nine? Yeah, I mean, you still you can find shit like that. It's gonna be Left old and milk stout six ninety nine. I don't remember that. I remember paying eight dollars for blackjack porter, and everybody's like, "What the fuck is this?" And I was like, "It's yeah. it's pretty good, I think." I'm saying this stuff used to be a bit cheaper. It's, it's really making a dent in the old budge. Is it, <laughs> Frank? You want to talk about your Tabor order? <laughs> Holy shit! We're not even gonna talk about that. Okay. Parker, there's something called small brewing, okay, and that's something that we should support, but it's also not something that we need to buy from oh, across the country. Yeah. Well, I mean, nope. I, I, these look good, so I didn't buy I, them. I but hope I bought, they're I local beer too. I hope they're really good for uh, your yeah. sake, Brian. You'll get some of them, so stop fucking bitching. I'm not bitching. I just wanted to. I I wanted to kind point out. The... No, actually, Brian's not bitching. He's playing four, is that? That's I, what that is exactly what I'm doing. I've I've downloaded Horizon and it's quite fun. Anyway, I will tell you, I've never met a person who can podcast and play, but Brian can do that. I've done uh, basically the last like eight months. So you I never met a man I didn't like until I met Brian. <laughs> <laughs> will Rogers, love that man. Will Rogers. <laughs> Quote Will Rogers. That was one of his quotes. Yeah, never met a man. I Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Will Rogers is the most questionable cowboy I've ever I've ever seen depicted on the silver screen. Stop. Yeah. Racist. Well, yeah. okay. Well, hold on. Let's put it in perspective. It's like that the the eight dollar nine dollar six pack. Look at the time so, that he was living. How was racist was he? He might have been actually pretty progressive. Yeah. Progressive. I mean, think about it. Back then. Wait, no, that's nowadays. Founder still has uh, separate bathrooms. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and it's hilarious how they just breezed They breezed through that. I... Well, 
you know, honestly, um, the that Voodoo Ranger kind of replaced uh, the Dirty Bastard. Good. In my life. I'm glad. Fuck I'm Dirty Bastard. <laughs> I haven't bought Founders and never will again. Um, yeah, I'm still holding out as well. And it sucks, too, because Blushing Monk came out, and I, God damn it, I love that beer. And I look at it, and I say, no, 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 not today. Uh, to each their racist own. Yeah, that's what I said in the aisle. To each their own printer, I say. Yeah. <laughs> to each their own. That would have been that would have been good if this was around your Cicerone testing time. You're yeah, like, mm, I'm getting some notes of uh, racism. toilets? Am I catching separate drinking fountain? Am I catching bigotry in here? I don't know. I haven't figured it out, but I feel like feel like these people don't want my family at their cookout. I don't know. I don't know. There's a tad bit of separate but equal in this beer. <laughs> no, there's a tad bit of separate but equal hashtag Jim Crow in this mm, beer. <laughs> tastes like the Monroe Doctrine in my mouth. <laughs> it tastes like the two-thirds compromise. I'm not quite sure if that's the right one. Yeah. yeah. Can this beer vote? Or kind of? <laughs> I fucking, I don't know. As long as the grandfather, this beer's grandfather could vote, then it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Only 12 it. ounces of this pint glass could Counts. vote. <laughs> <laughs> they pour you a 16 ounce and they pour th- four of it out. They're like, yeah, charge you for all 16. You know yeah. what? We, we've, we've gone down the, the racist yeah. rabbit hole. Founders mm-hmm. fucking sucks. I'm done with it. Yeah. One man, some beer. Like, That's all I, God damn it. Okay. <laughs> all that to say, Welcome. there's future. there's still pieces of shit. And, uh, they are. Yeah. Fuck that entire brewery and their view on beer. And I want to race. Not white. I want to go. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Wait, I are you saying you fuck, any, fuck race any race not that's white? not white? <laughs> that's no, I said, said fuck that brewery. <laughs> and any race that's not white is no, what you and, said. And their view on any beer oh. <laughs> and any race that's not white. Oh, I man. don't view on any race that's not white. Okay, the yes, view yes, is what yes. carried over. Yeah, no, I didn't. I definitely did not mean that. Jesus that, H. Yeah, Christ. <laughs> I guess Spectrum Internet's not quite what it was cracked up to be on the commercial. I'm, I'm sweating right now. I was like, what the shit is going on? I've got a sorry. lot of editing. No, dude, I think that uh, Claro down in the Dominican Republic would be better than your internet right now. Right. Claro. Claro. Except for that time, remember, he was like, this is Same fucking... We, we name a whole cell phone network, of course. <laughs> we, I thought, this, of course, was Por Supuesto. Yeah, but Claro kind of means, of course. I like Claro. I meant clear. I thought it meant clear as well. <laughs> like, it does mean clear as well. Uh, so you Claro KC is means, of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. But people sometimes just say Claro, and like uh, I understand. Like okay, that makes sense. Like yeah, it's yeah, clear. Yeah. I comprehend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comprehend. Okay. But it's it's funny because they named a whole cell phone network in like clear network receptiveness you know like <laughs> and you're like okay yeah that does mean that but it also gets used as like this other thing which is just of course <laughs> so you're like okay <laughs> well, at least it yeah. wasn't like uh, spanish is really fucking weird in that manner yeah spanish yeah. is the weird one not english right yeah. no i mean yeah english we don't we won't get started we on just that. got b's <laughs> and gh's thrown around you don't talk about any of them if you're trying to teach your kid english and you don't speak it just use Disney movies and we can translate that line, Brian. Um, any language that's not English, so we can transfer this knowledge. <laughs> as, long as, as long as this English, this this language is white, then you can translate it. <laughs> yeah, it'll pass the founder sniff oh, test. Fucking a. All right. Um, 
Parker, we've caught up with everybody else. How's your life been lately? It's good. Uh, so as you guys noticed, I, you know, lost a, a lot of <laughs> yeah, uh, like Jared down. from Subway, minus no. the whole, no. you know, <laughs> Jared from Jared's bikes. Um, no, lost zero weight. Okay. Um, probably don't have come on. Yes, Parker, that's your biggest flaw. So that last weekend, like, uh, really opened my eyes as to how, I guess, sheltered people are in the beer world. I was going to say uh, how dumb people are. I was going to ask how many dummies you talked to last week. Oh, goodness. <laughs> So tell, the, tell, I, tell the people. Probably, I cannot tell you how many times people said, "Well, a they'd lead with." I only drink. Y'all Coors got Bud Light, Light? Yep. or Coors Light? No, clearly, you know. Do you see? You're at any, a fucking brewery. Have you have you no. ever rolled up to a fucking beer tent that wasn't just branded all over with Bud Light and blue banners and this, that, and the other? Like, you think we had this Bud Light keg on sleeper cell, like on this far right tap? Oh yeah. We got all these craft brews, and then we got Bud Light. Well, okay, so hold on. Not even just that. Have you ever walked up to a Bud Light branded tent and said, "Do you have Miller Light?" <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. You go go to some brew, go to some beer events, and uh, you 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 might be surprised. I don't even. They're fuck, yeah. people are fucking idiots. Like <laughs> we're like the the people I'm talking about clearly don't listen to this podcast because they're at least smart enough to type into fucking a search engine B double E R. They're like, ah, fuck, I know it now. Uh, yeah, it it was just like how many? Well, I oh oh wait, are you guys the only beer tent here? Yeah, and I said, and I would always follow it with, and coincidentally, we're the best beer tent. Um, Ooh, dynamite! Dynamite yeah, comeback. That's good. I know. I know. Dynamite. Well, I normally drink Bud Light. What do you got? That's close to that. And I'm like, pour him an mm. Imperial Stout and tell him to fuck off. We've got <laughs> a brown ale, an IPA, a Kolsch. Um, what else was on tap? The uh, the Hefeweizen. Yeah, so this it? was okay. Which event were you serving at? I was just the annual. Uh, Festival in Broken Arrow. Oh, nice! And this was at Broken Arrow Brewing. Mm-hmm. And so, so Parker, talk a little bit about when when you were serving at Young the festival. Boy. Obviously, um, what was the most popular beer? Like, which one did people actually enjoy the most? You know what? And this is probably because I'm a one hell of a, a little bit of a salesperson. Uh, <laughs> knew and I knew that was coming. There, the the saison is mm-hmm. my favorite of their portfolio. Um, and it's, you know, uh, this latest batch was coming in at 7.2 and it's the clear Creek Saison, and it's just, it's just a great beer. And it, you know, I mean, it's obviously in the same class, same style uh, as your, your tank seven, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, and so, as such, that was that's my favorite beer, and I think I made it be a lot of people's favorites beer favorite beers. But that was the top seller, and I mean, I got kept getting repeat customers. Damn, that saison was really good, or that saison, that saison, saison, saison. I've heard dumbasses. And so yeah, you can just you can put a phonetic nope indicator underneath just. S A Y Z O N. 
Eh, mm. No, people don't read that. People barely See, right? read the fucking <laughs> shit in front of them. And then put underneath that, used in a sentence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, wait, hold on. So th- I just want to uh, set the perspective here. This Was this a free event to attend? You got it. It was this free beer at the event. No. Okay, so they had to pay for the beer. Absolutely. Okay. So already you're you're catching out some of the riffraff. You're kicking some of them out. Yeah, yeah. I had several people, you know, you got Bud Light? No. All well, right. Well, and this is the only beer tent. What is this shit? I'm like, I'm sorry. There wasn't even alcohol sales at the festival until last year. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Suck my ass. No, they're worried to not put it on. It's been going on in Broken Arrow for like 70 plus years. Yeah, I was going to say, oh. this is this is like a legit, like, uh, I've. Uh, oh, there's all the trashy rides and the, you know. <laughs> The oh, this stuff is, it clearly looks like it's about to just fall apart at any second. The oh, the commentary I was going to give is not in in uh, disparaging light of the event because the events are happening regardless of who's that, what what vendors are there, you know. Mm-hmm. But like the same, the fucking same people who come up to you and ask like, "You have any Bud Light?" Are the same dickheads are going over to the fucking fried chicken tent going, "This is nothing in fucking you all y'all didn't bring canes." This isn't yeah. Chick-fil-A. Who didn't invite Chick-fil-A? They're fucking right there. I know Teddy. He's the owner. This is yeah. bullshit. This is bullshit. Like, no, dickhead. Just fucking enjoy what's around you and stop being well, it, No, definitely. So last year was the first year for alcohol sales, uh, you know, because yeah. they finally came around to the fact that, like, just because there's going to be alcohol sales, does it's not going to defeat your, you know, family uh, function. <laughs> it's not going to turn uh, into a riot. People aren't going to get hammered. I mean, the damn things are nine ten dollars a beer yeah um but uh so and and they did they had a you know just your shitty bud light tent well the because the brewery wasn't open at that time yet well this year the promoters were like came to to them and said yeah we want you to be our exclusive alcohol provider and which is cool you know it's kind of hell yeah it's not kind of it is supporting local business and you know fuck fuck Big beer, big. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, they probably could have gone to other Tulsa breweries, but they said no. We're gonna go to this to mm-hmm. our our brewery. Yeah, right. On, I mean, it, it couldn't be more our brewery. It's right on Main Street, America. Yeah. Um. So the, I thought that was really cool. Kudos to you know City Council or whoever puts you know is the organizer every year. But you know, it, but for every one of those people that you know was. Uh, Mouth put on by the fact that uh, slack jaw yokel. Yeah, um, there was ten others that you like. We expanded their horizons, which was kind of cool. Seeing people, you know, like come back and well, well I really like that one, but you know, tell me about the you know the Hefeweizen. I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of like German wheat, you know, and and just really explaining yeah. to them, and it was almost like the deer in the headlights look like, oh shit. Beer can taste this way. Yeah, there's different styles of beer besides Coors Light or Bud Light, and uh, you know, just and and people, you know, people were paying good money because you know those festivals. Uh, this one, for instance, takes thirty percent cut, right, yeah. of all vendor sales. So, as such, what are vendors going to do to recoup that Bank loss? That into the cost, yeah, yeah. That makes that you know now you understand you see behind the curtain as to why. A fucking chicken on the stick is $12 or what, you know. Um, except uh, in cases when you look at like AT&T Stadium here in Dallas in which the fucking vendor and the owner of the goddamn stadium are best friends and fucking make equal cuts on everything. Yeah. And there's no 
collusion at its best. Yes. Yeah. But they probably also say no collusion, no collusion. But there, that's also that's also a very different scenario than the mom and pop shop run by the fucking uh, donating their their wares uh, or the cost of their wares basically to the chamber of commerce or whoever asked them to be part of this festival. Well, not only yeah. that, it's also like the chamber of commerce realizing if they can drive business to the local business, then they everybody wins. They make tax money. Like it's not. Yeah. yeah, no, there's that, 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 yeah, that, that in and of itself is not collusion, right? It's that's a smart business smart. decision, <laughs> both ends. Collusion <laughs> is when you limit the competition uh, to such an extent uh, Frank, where Frank, they don't I was told, limitation. I was told there was no collusion. I don't know why we're still having okay, this conversation. yeah, that's fair okay. enough. No collusion, no collusion. Nothing. We'll have a, uh, a, a two slide PowerPoint dossier. I shan't stand for it. I shan't stand for it. Next slide, please. Next slide. Uh, we're we're, we're going to investigate the investigators. Can we, can we, uh, uh, as uh, Elvis Costello once said, uh, who was uh, watching the policeman? Or, uh, the investigator. I don't know how the goddamn lyrics went. I just know he sang about it. Okay. We're going to talk about it. We're going to make sure. Right. It's- Have you, you ever heard the song Hurricane by Bob Dylan? He said the N-word in that song, and everybody's fucking okay with him. I say the N-word three, three, four times out in public, and everybody gets upset. I don't understand what big Good people is. both sides. Yeah, good people both sides. <laughs> N-words, please. Am I right? There's two types of black people. No, not again. Not again. And then things go south, and now we're on tariffs. And now we're on, yeah, well, no. That is, that is subject change. Subject change, tariffs. All right. Parker. The strategy around the policy is just like fucking... <laughs> thousand bullets we whatever t- sticks and then throw a million at it we whatever nicks and throw a million at it sorry parker we derailed horribly um yeah, no, no okay smart. so th- was this your first beer festival to pour at or uh, first yeah, festival yeah, to yeah. pour at um w- besides the uh number of slack jawed yokels and the uh number of <laughs> Of people who you enlighten to the beer game, which, by the way, is the reason that I do this podcast, is the reason that I fucking talk about beer in public and don't just enjoy this shit for myself. I like it, exposing myself to people. No, that's not it. <laughs> I like I like exposing I like exposing people to beer that they have never tasted before. Yeah, uh, beside, right. yeah. The old thing is, if you wear good underwear, it's not. It, it's 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 less you know, offensive. Yeah. Uh, not offensive. Grind like years in that department. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, um, yeah, no, was I there, understand. Like, was there uh, anything that, that... Doing, like free samples, right? Just yeah. a little, just a little pour of the tab, right? And, and I did enjoy like guiding people to something that they enjoyed. I, that was cool. Versus just a well, yeah, I'll stomach this, you know, right? Because my thing was, and you know, the brewers on board with this too, um, is like, hey. I don't want you to pay eight, nine dollars for a beer that you don't like. Right. I'd rather right. have you not buy how, anything. How good at all. was your sample pour? How yeah, I, yeah I didn't get too heavy handed, of course. You know, okay. it was just a little, maybe two fingers. Yeah. Oh, th- that's a good pour. It's a good yeah. sample pour. I've had a couple people go, <clears throat> you know, like on the little tap, like, and you're like yeah. Okay, yeah, that's like, and then it's just all head quarter. Yeah. A quarter of an ounce of liquid. And I've got to wait for this to settle to even try your beer. <laughs> about five minutes until those bubbles pop. Yeah. Two, then three, tell me what you want. Two, three minutes. I will say this. If you are ever outpouring beer and you have a front closing faucet, 
do not ever hold that faucet half open thinking that you're going to control the amount of beer that comes out. Don't ever do that because then you're just agitating the beer and you will pour all foam. So uh, just a, a, a foy, uh, <laughs> an info, info. You're saying method. that that's the right method? All the way open, all the way closed, right method. You do yeah. half open, half closed, and then you shove it down. Even if you hold it for longer, it's it's agitating the beer. Okay, It's Fair like putting enough. your thumb over the end of the water hose is essentially what you're doing. Mm. The beer's trying to get out, but it has to go through a tiny opening, which just agitates it and fucking foams up even more. So if you go all mm-hmm. the way down, all the way up, you probably that's like the perfect pour okay. for a taster. Got the more you know. Yeah, the more you know. I like it. That's um, beer fact for the week. <laughs> but that sounds like you had a great time at that festival, Parker. Yeah, oh, I, I really did. I enjoyed myself. You watched was... some 90-year-old tap dancers? That's pretty fucking hot, I guess. I, they were in better shape than I am, for sure, 100%. They did How... a 45-minute routine. That seems long. <laughs> that just seems long, right? Like, that's too long to tap dance. Dude, <clears throat> and it was different songs, different dances. Well, I hope to God it wasn't a 40-minute song. Fucking shoot myself. Anna got a Vita. They clawed to Anna got a Vita. <laughs> I, I, Ron Butterfly just killed Yeah, me. there you go. That's a nice reference. You like that? Yeah. Oh, ESL over there doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> fucking asshole. You should watch The Simpsons more often. <laughs> yeah. That old lady organist is about to die. I love that episode. All right. Good stuff. Good. good stuff. Uh, let me throw two quick grinds my gears at you before you bounce. All right. Sure. All right. <clears throat> okay. Um, the Maybe, maybe this might even be worse than uh, all the bullshit spam calls that we get nowadays. I yeah. How, okay. First off, how often do you not answer your cell phone? Uh, all the time. All the, well, yeah. I mean, like eighty percent of the time, I'd feel like. Yeah. And yeah. When I answer, I always answer in short, like mumble uh, fucking hello? tones. Yeah. Hello. Is this Brian? Mm. Like, <laughs> can you say oh. yes? But I sincerely hope that they record some of these and it makes somebody's day because I sometimes, <laughs> whenever I'm already having a day, and then I get one of those, and I'm like. You know, I just give this robocaller an earful, and I really hope that they record them. Um, well, you know, I think the worst part about it is, like, you get the call, and you you, you filed your taxes. You did shit, and you're like, <laughs> man, I really hope this isn't the fucking IRS. You know, like, it's not it's not the fact that you know that most of them are spam, spam calls. Like, <laughs> we all know they're mostly spam calls. But then it's uh-huh. like, all of a sudden, one of them isn't, and it's like a hospital calling because you were uh-huh. fucking yeah. getting a oh, stitch yeah. on your left fucking finger Artery. seven months ago. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, uh, by the way, that Broken Arrow hospital trip cost you about two grand, and you still owe 1500 Yeah. Oh, dude, I've been an overt dick to, to genuine people because you you come into these situ- you know these phone calls so often like guarded and just like already on defense you know yeah. ready to tell them to fuck off or hang up or block you know and and yeah i've like almost a i've almost avoided calls that were legit and you know i needed to take and it was good and b i've you know when they're like so Andrew? and i'm like yes and then you know it's like a legit phone call and i'm like i feel bad you know I'm, i honestly have uh, several times even recently back up backed up and been like 
hey, I just want to apologize for how this started off. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were trying to sell me a timeshare or tell me the IRS was coming to, you know, seize my properties. Arrest my me tomorrow. Yeah, and arrest me tomorrow. Yeah, and if I don't call this, yeah. Anyways, so, so fuck I, all of those people. I had a, a, listen, I had recently had an experience where Save the Children, whom I do a, no brag, but yeah, sounds like it's about to be a humble brag. donation thing. No, I'm set up for the monthly donation thing with them and the refugee council. And for whatever reason, the fucking debit card that I put the refugee council on, they need to update all the time at Save the Children. And I, I don't know what the fuck's happening, but I donate to them and they call me and they're like, Yeah, uh, your credit card this month didn't go through. Can you just? verify this and this and then we'll like reprocess it so the one time they called i thought it was a scam because the save the children people called from a given telephone number and i knew it and they called from something else this time and um i i literally told the lady to fuck off (laughs) so the next day i got this email from Save the Children, like the normal email, it's a thread like fucking mile long. It's like, Mr. Uh, Francois, we really appreciate you um, donating. Uh, we, we apologize for any inconvenience we call uh, with the phone call last night, but can you please fix this, this, this? I felt so bad, but honestly, it's getting so horrible with these spam calls mm-hmm. that how are you supposed to keep track of all this shit? Can't. You can't. So I, I bet what happened is Save the Children had to register several 877 numbers or whatever so that they could get their phone calls through two people. Right. And I didn't have one of them. And I didn't believe that it was Save the Children, but it was. And in the end, they're like, okay, it's better off like reaching out to this man for email. Like we're making the legit people who are trying to do their jobs their lives are hell and the asshole who as a human being if you sign up to sell bullshit you know you're doing that right like no one out there is going oh yeah no timeshares still a good thing this is such a good deal for these people or uh, like fucking i don't know mary Kay or the latest ponzi scheme or boiler room fucking penny stocks our parents were so fucked up when it came to using the telephone to sell people shit um it's impossible to describe but most of these fucking schemes you can pick out of a hat how bullshit they are and now we're sitting here like dealing with the consequences like everything else that fucking generation created and it's a nightmare. It's an absolute fucking nightmare trying to decipher who's real, who's not. Making the jobs of people who are real shit because you fear the 20 million people out there employed by a bullshit industry. Yeah, it's a shame. And, and I think I've alluded to this before on the cast, but I made the mistake. It's probably been three years ago now of agreeing to you know send $20 to it was like it seemed like a legit cause and I looked it up, you know, I you know, yeah. did a little bit of research before I, because all I said was, you know, basically, I'm not giving you my card over the phone, get fucked. But if you want to send me one of your mailers out, then yes, you know, if I do some research and I, I'll send you, I'll put a $20 bill in there. And I did, and I sent it back in. <clears throat> well, uh, 
fool me once, you know, I, I'm guessing that they must have whored my number out. Like, hey, A, this guy actually answered, and B, he sent 20 bucks in. <laughs> and it, but it was like, because ever since then, I've gotten so many calls of quasi-related, no, I mean- like, you know, disabled law enforcement and, you know, uh, wounded firefighters and all this like public servant stuff. And I'm like, this seems like a racket because ever since I, I sent that 20 bucks in, the dis- I'm the guy that is on I their had, list. As an asterisk. Same fucking thing happened to me, man. I, I pledged, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pledged yeah. $50 yeah. to the firefighter something per mile. No, just okay. period. <laughs> they, they called to collect. Yeah. Obviously, a spam phone call. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Didn't answer. I got like me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then they sent the mailer out. I paid. And I agree with you. I've gotten a lot of like, hey, thank you for being a contributor last year. Can you contribute this year? And then also, hey, we're the Dallas Fire Department running something very similar to the fucking <laughs> Butte Fire Department. <laughs> 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 Yeah. So, so now so you're losing hero. Like, no, just fucking, you know, ask the government for some real fucking dollars. It's uh, not bullshit in your budget. Real yeah, quick. Stop these fucking regime regime change wars that we're in, and we could have more than enough for all your yeah. anyways. Y'all remember when y'all made fun of me for not donating to the hungry kids at that uh fucking seven eleven or whatever we went to? <laughs> I still can't believe you didn't do that. <laughs> no, I was trying to stay off people's spam lists. Oh, I see. I yeah, see. Thinking Wait. ahead. Thinking you were ahead. you were staying off pager spam lists. I don't think if you know that. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you you Brian not donating a dollar. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally felt guilty over the airwaves. Oh yeah, that was good. Okay, so now my uh, grinds my gears kind of pales in comparison to the (laughs) the spam calls that are out of hand nowadays. But uh, I'd pretty much vote for anybody in the 2020 election that vows to completely rid (laughs) America of spam phone calls. I think (laughs) they would have my vote. Oh yeah, one hundred (laughs) percent. I don't care what other platform you're on. Listen, Elizabeth Warren has a plan for that. Yeah. Dude, I will vote for her if she could make it happen. I'm not shitting you. All right. Uh, I'm kind of liking Tulsi. But uh, again, okay, so the worst thing in the world, swimsuits with the mesh lining. That is the worst. I agree. I agree. Ass itch whenever your pants start drying a little bit and you just look like you've got something wrong with you because you're scratching like a baboon. And we've also, we've invented new material. That doesn't need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the, the thought was there just to contain the package, maybe. I don't know, but it's the worst. I saw it the other day at a store and I was like, oh God, we're still doing that in 2019. Yep. Yeah. It's cheap in ass. An adult, in an adult men's swimsuit. It wasn't like for six year olds, you know? Yeah, no. no, but either way, I mean, a, 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 like a Under Armour type material liner works way better. Yeah. Like, way better. L- look at the new underwear coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they're all. That's mm. the biggest leader of itchy ass syndrome this Absolutely. planet has ever known. Not even itchy ass, just itchy thigh, like <laughs> inner thigh, like chafage. all this shit. It's just inner chafage. Yeah, it just it led to the worst type of chafage because you're dealing with something that like literally scratches. Yeah. You've got stitching. It's an abrasive. <laughs> you put a fuck. Yeah. You put sandpaper around your gonads. Good yeah. luck. Have fun. Fucking stupid. Yes, thank you. All right. I like that. 
got it out of the way. Uh, my second one, disappointment. There's always uh, one. Yeah. 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 I think that got... this one's going to be it. <laughs> Two <laughs> solid ones. And then so you're like you... Xerox copiers. Those motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, the black matrix printers. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's got two X's in it. Oh, yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Um, <clears throat> the people, you know, that are so proud of their marathon running, you know, the, the back glass stickers, right? That yep. we've yep. talked about that before. Uh-huh. 26.2. Okay. Yeah. It's 0.2. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about that too. But okay. The one that I saw today just kind of rubbed me the wrong way and, and ground those gears of mine because they had the 26.2 on the left side, but they still were rocking that 13.1 on the right. And it's like, once you achieve that 26.2, you take that Bush League shit off of your back glass, sir or ma'am. Because, okay, <laughs> whenever you ever, whenever you ever seen a, uh, you know, like, I don't know, an RN that went on to medical school and graduated and became a doctor, it's not like they still fucking have RN behind their name as initials. No, you take that upper class and you take that better degree or achievement. Okay. And that's what you rock. You know, Parker, up until that analogy, I was against you on this one, but I agree. Yeah, I man. do agree with you on this uh, one. 26 me... 2, 13 1. Who gives a shit if you run a half if you ran a full? Yeah. You well, know? Here's, uh, what, here's uh, what I uh, say twofold, twofold. Something to think with food for thought here. Food if, for thought. Food for thought. What if the 26 2 on the left side of the car, that's for the driver, and the 13 1 <laughs> is just talking <laughs> shit oh, on the passenger? Right. Oh, and he's like, yeah, my fucking wife oh, only ran a half yeah. marathon. Mm. Yeah. Your uh, that's, that's one. That's one. That's one. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. On point one, does your wife get to put I hate beer, I love wine on your fucking car? <laughs> yeah, no, she never rides in my car, so she didn't get to do okay, that. Okay, fair enough. So she doesn't get to do that. I think that. that's a fucked up idea. Let's I, go. I, I, um, don't I wouldn't either. You get in uh, wrecks every other month. <laughs> shut, <laughs> shut up, Parker. God damn it. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, I, uh, for the record, I have been hit twice in forty days, and neither of them have been my fault. So he claims. No, I have. I have legal documentation that states such. Yeah, post that shit on Facebook. Social I'm, security number as well. We need to confirm. Not we're gonna hear Brian complaining next year whenever his premiums are nine hundred dollars. Dude, month. I asked. I asked. We, I, we knew those were your fault. I, I called I called my my agent. I was like, listen, I don't give a fuck. I what do I do here? I don't want to file another and they're like, Oh, is it your fault? No. File it. I don't fuck care. <laughs> like yeah. it was great. Anyway. Well, we're a no fault state. Uh we're a fucking uh, well, I'll, I don't uh, want to it, talk about well, all that. Let me get into my rant about insurance next time. You guys uh, don't even know the half of it. The the <laughs> other the other wreck. The other thing that I was gonna say uh to that uh 262 and 131 mm-hmm. dude they're probably so busy running they don't have time to scrape mm-hmm. shit off their glass you know same way with the rns and the and the phds you know or whatever the fuck they don't have time to go out there and scrape that fucking they many doctorates they don't, they don't have time to scrape the pa or the uh pinterest guess. project off but it's just like if you're going to be that big of a douchebag, you know, to have the 26.2 A, you probably also have a monster sticker on your back glass. Uh, um, no, I'm sorry. Is it on a lifted truck? That's well, the only that's place true. that a monster truck goes or monster uh, sticker goes. 
Well, oh, this one probably also had a um, Cincy sales pitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the on the door, a magnet on the door. Yeah, um, yeah those usually go hand in hand. But yeah, at least you know, be be respectful of yourself. Take that thirteen point one off, so- or at the very least, buy two parentheses and a two, and you put thirteen point one parenthesis two parenthesis. Right? Come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah, okay. no, I get your math joke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm, Dead I'm, air. That no, was I'm, good. Not, I'm not appreciating it because it is a tough one to follow. I know what you're saying, though. Yeah. And, uh, so, so, Parker, does this, I don't know, does this grind your gears simply because you can't do it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we just cut right to the chase here and nowhere left behind. <laughs> oh, man, this is good journalism. Um, <laughs> maybe the root of that, yes. Okay. Uh, but I have ran like, I don't know, what is that? Probably about seven, uh, 5Ks. So by that logic, I could do 35K. seven times 3.5Ks. Yeah, it's 35K, man. That's pretty pretty solid. <laughs> That's half a 70K, which is something that I've seen also on Windows. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. at that rate, it's like, hey, if you're going to do, you know, show your whole progression of your running career, where's your 3.2 at, bitch? (laughs) I didn't see that on their back glass. That was on their old Hyundai that they bought. That was on their Subaru. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Um, To answer your question, Frank, no, I, I think that has nothing to do with it. You do. You think. He's got to talk I, to his therapist about it, but yeah, yeah. I'm going to spend some time on the chase lounge manana. I'll get back Brian, to you. Brian. Yes. Brian. I think Parker also thinks that the shovel was a groundbreaking invention. Mm, gosh, that was good. I God. think on that note, you should <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put a bullet in this podcast. <laughs> God damn it. That was good. And I think that was organic too. Yeah. It was was. fucking awful. Awful. How dare. God damn it. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Supercast tonight. Uh, Like I said at the top of the cast, it is wonderful to be back here with you all. Uh, I've missed this. Uh, I've taken my time off beer, and I'm not saying I'm jumping fully back in. So you're probably not going to see me over on Instagram anytime soon because, goddamn it, it's great to be off social media for a little while. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I, I said medias, so I'm laughing at myself. You did. Because um, I'm 120 years old. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so but if you are over on social media, check us out over at No Beer Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram. And um, as always, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell friends about the wonderfulness that is Nobody Left Behind. Okay? For Brian in North Texas, I don't know why I almost said Tulsa. I'm not fucking Tulsa. For Brian in North Texas, until next time, I'm out. When old Gray Bush Brian sends a text message, he refers yeah. to it as sending a note to someone. For Parker in Tulsa, I'm out. Yeah, Brian's really sitting sitting home tight, waiting on your yester- Western Union uh, fucking telegrams. Um, also drives by uh, cemeteries, saying people must be dying to get in there. For Frank in uh, far, far south, and I'm out. Beer!